Welcome to the Inclusive Education Project. I'm Vicki Brett. I'm Amanda Salohi. We're two civil rights lawyers on a mission to change the conversation about education, civil rights, and modern activism. Each week, we're going to explore new topics which are going to educate and empower others and give them a platform to enact change in education and level the playing field. Welcome back, friends. So last week, I teased it out. We found out about this new pathway to high school diploma. If you're on our Instagram stories, you saw me kind of tease a little bit of information. If you're not following our stories, go follow us. We are trying to give a lot more little um, little tidbits and real life stories and everything like that on our stories. So go follow us. Um, yeah, that seems to be the one thing people want more of. So we'll yeah. have them live on our Instagram. And essentially, you know, we, California passed some legislation. Um, it was signed, I believe, in June of last year by Governor Newsom. And we actually, April 21st, 2022, we had done an episode called Transitions from High School and Beyond Part Two. That's where we discuss traditionally what was the diploma track, right? And then the certificate track. So if you want, you can pause this episode, go back, listen to that, get a little refresh because we really wanted to take this time these 20 minutes to really get into what this new diploma, alternative diploma is. This new pathway to high school graduates. And it was passed in June of 2022, but it really takes effect like basically now because Mm -hmm. this is the first time that kids are getting close to the end of their 12th grade year. Obviously for kids for next school year, they can be used retroactively too. You know, so we're talking about the way that a student exits the IEP is kind of a different, like we've had episodes about exiting an IEP. That's not really what we're talking about today. We're talking about like what happens at the end of the senior year, the 12th grade year, do they get a Mm -hmm. diploma? Do they get a certificate of completion? We've talked about other States have this third option in California until now didn't have a third option. And, you know, the biggest difference that we're going to see is that the state department of education, and this applies to every state. So if you're not in California, this still could apply to you because some States do have these alternate diplomas where the state has minimum requirements to receive a high school diploma. Then each local educational agency or school district has the ability to expand on those requirements. Mm -hmm. We Mm -hmm. see some districts who have a lot more requirements, some have less. Usually when they have more, it's because they're trying to align more with these, and you'll hear it a lot of the times, these A through G standards that are for college acceptance. So certain Mm -hmm. colleges require more than the high school Mm -hmm. minimum. So unfortunately, if you're a student with a disability who lives in one of those school districts that has requirements that are more than what the state minimum is, you're kind of in this really difficult position of, do they do a fifth year to finish those stringent district requirements or do they go on the certificate of completion? And neither one of those options are often appropriate. Absolutely. So the education code, it's education code 51225.31. And just a reminder here, we are special education attorneys. We are not your special education attorneys. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Please seek the advice of an attorney if you feel that your child 
may be the perfect candidate for this. And just to point out on the California um, Department of Education uh, website, they also encourage LEAs, the local education agencies, that if they have questions about implications Mm -hmm. of this on their programs, like seek legal counsel. So everybody, you know, if they need to, but our hope is that a lot of these teams have already had these discussions with you. That's what we were seeing in the DMs. But essentially 51225.31a indicates, you know, notwithstanding any other law, that an individual with exceptional needs who satisfies the eligibility criteria described in subdivision B from all coursework and other requirements adopted by the governing board or governing body of local agency that are additional to, so sorry, I totally skipped something. Basically, you're able to exempt this individual from those additional kind of like, you know, cherry on top toppings, right? That would otherwise be required in that local educational agency. So you would exempt them from that coursework and then award that individual a diploma of graduation from high school. A lot of times we see parents really have a hard time trying to decide whether they should try to push for the diploma or opt for the certificate of completion track. And we feel that this is that like medium, right? Where there that child is able to, you know, because for some families, it's really important to get that high school diploma. Yeah. I think for your individual child, you may need to talk to the team or talk yeah. to us yeah. about really what that means, the consequences of having a diploma. Yeah. We're not going to get into that. We really just want to talk about yeah. this law, but it is a new pathway, which is exciting for, it for is. a lot of these kiddos. And it still is considered a high school diploma. So when we talk about college acceptance, one thing that we've had families ask about is college acceptance if they do a certificate of completion. And usually that limits a student to only community colleges, not mm-hmm. four-year colleges. So having a high school diploma here would allow this individual to apply to a four-year college. Now, we have not seen this in practice yet. So you know, we'll talk to you guys more in six months and we'll kind of, we can touch more once we know how it takes effect with colleges. But, and one thing I'll say is I have a student actually right now that I was just talking to the family about a similar situation where a kiddo is fully capable of taking the academic classes, but because of their disability, taking a full four or five or six academic core course loads every Mm -hmm. single semester is too much. If they could just take four, then it would be so much better for them. But they don't, they're, they're not the candidate for a certificate of completion. So what we've been talking about is having to have this kid take summer school, mm-hmm. possibly do independent study so that he can get all of the credits. But this opens up the door to say, look, we don't need to do all of the requirements the district has. And just to kind of give a frame of reference, I have the California requirements, the minimum here just so Mm. that you can see what the difference is. So Mm. the state department minimum is three courses of English. Most school districts in California require four years of English. Mm -hmm. This high school uh, minimum for the state is two courses of math. Many school districts require three or four years of math. Requires The minimum is two courses of science. Mm. And that means courses. Some school districts require two years or three years three courses in social studies, one course in visual or performing arts or mm-hmm. foreign language, mm-hmm. two courses of physical education, two courses of physical education. Some school districts require four and mm-hmm. we're dealing with kids that sometimes can't do PE 
right? Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. one semester on ethnic studies, but this is going to not start until the 29, 23, 30 school year. So just keep in mind, if your kiddos are younger, this is an added requirement. But so you can see that these minimums are very much different from what a lot of these districts, um, you know, California, we have a lot of districts that are higher performing that really pride themselves on getting a lot of kids into UCs or even Ivy League schools. Yeah. And that's great for students that are on that path, but not everyone is on that path. And so this could mean the difference between your kid having to do five or six core classes a semester every Mm -hmm. year of school to maybe Mm -hmm. they only need three or four. That's a huge difference for a kid that Maybe it's just applying to a Cal State, not a UC. They don't need all those classes, but like they still deserve to have a high school diploma. Absolutely. And there are two requirements. The student is required to take the California alternate assessment and the student is required to complete state standards aligned coursework to meet the statewide coursework requirements. So again, that's just reiterating that, you know, if the LEA has all these additional courses to the statewide courseworks requirements, the LEA must exempt the child from that so that they can get their diploma. It's really, really interesting to kind of see and gauge, okay, there is a a special population within the special population that should be able to get their diploma. And because so many different districts and LEAs have so many different requirements, you know, the state came in and said, like, look, they should be able to get this. Obviously, there's confusion. There was enough people making noise that it needed to be addressed. One other thing that we think is fabulous is that, look, the award of a diploma of graduation within this law, it says, does not change the local educational agencies obligation to provide a free, appropriate public education Uh state. That that obligation is still there. And it says, you know, the agency still has uh, the obligation to provide FAPE or otherwise constitute a change in placement. This is an important piece that we're going to have a lot of work in, I think, Amanda. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think it's an important piece. And here's one instance where I think this is going to be really important. I've had kiddos where the families are really don't want the kid to get a certificate of completion, but there's just no way they're going to be able to satisfy the local school district's requirement for a diploma. And so this is the perfect opportunity for them to receive the diploma, right? But there's going to be kiddos where maybe they're really halfway in between the two and the school district might think, okay, well, we're going to give them this special diploma, but like we're going to put them in special day classes that we're going to classify as meeting these requirements. And so therefore they still get a diploma, but we're putting them in classes that in some cases may not be appropriate, right? Kiddos who aren't being challenged academically. And the perfect example of this is a kiddo who's in functional English or functional math, where they're not learning algebra, they're learning addition in the form of counting money. And while that's important for some kiddos, there are kiddos that really need more academic challenge. And so if that school district says, okay, we'll give you this diploma because we gave you these classes, even though they were special day classes, we designated them as an English class. And we've had episodes where we've talked about this distinction about what qualifies And we can get into that more another time, but just know that like that individual obligation for a fate for that child 
if putting them in a special day class that can be classified as meeting these requirements, but they're not academically being challenged, that's not a FAPE and that's not appropriate. So this doesn't alleviate, you know, hold that component. All it really does is allow for another opportunity for kiddos to get high school diplomas when they otherwise wouldn't be able to meet all the stringent requirements of a school district. Yeah, I think, you know, IEP teams have a lot of power and can do a lot of different things that they don't think that they otherwise can do. And I think that this just makes it crystal clear that this is something that, you know, a lot of parents have wanted and maybe even administrators have wanted and see children that are capable, but felt it was a gray area. It's no longer gray. (laughs) So we are looking forward to giving you guys some more information about our cases when, when we come across this you know, to give it more life so that, you know, if it's something your child is just entering high school, it gives you something to think about for sure. And one last note, I did have a number of people in our DMs and on our posts that we posted about this, mentioning that, that, you know, their kiddo was a little bit younger, but they're, you Mm -hmm. know, planning ahead, which is always important. Mm -hmm. So what the, um, the statute is taught really has IEP teams really start this discussion is they want before the end of their 10th grade year, the IEP team shall determine if this is like the kid is a a candidate for this exemption. So it's not something that you need to figure out in middle school. It's a good idea to plan and start talking to the IEP team if you're thinking that, you know, this might be appropriate, but it does require the IEP team if they're going to make the recommendation rather than the parent for this alternative diploma, then they need to before the end of 10th grade notify the family and they need to have that discussion at an IEP meeting. Yeah, I think that, you know, a lot of times the teams that we deal with are having the conversations earlier, but at least we have kind of this starting point, right? And we actually go into a lot of the transition plans and things like that and when they should start in that episode that I called back earlier, the transition from high school and beyond part two, which we aired originally on April 21st, 2022, which Seems like it was a year ago and it was, but like, I remember the conversation. So it's really funny (laughs) that everything kind of came full circle. So we hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you have other, you know, questions, find us in Instagram stories and give them to us so that we can talk about them. And then we can get more ideas for our podcast too, because it sounds like you guys really wanted us to kind of expand on this. So thank you so much for messaging us and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.